0: Hello fellow humans, welcome to the Art of Human podcast, the podcast dedicated to celebrating humanhood via insightful, unique perspective from human beings of all walks of life. In the hopes to inspire listeners to live a healthier life, I am your host Sapien, I hope you enjoy. We're speaking English now.
1: Oh hi, how are you?
0: (laughs) what's up everybody welcome to the art of human podcast uh today i have a very special guest her name is anna rodriguez um if you didn't know my actual name i know i go by sapien on this podcast but my real name is christian rodriguez so uh put two and two together anna rodriguez is christian rodriguez or sapien's mom hi guys uh yeah so i wanted to have my mom on the show i've been wanting to have her on for a little while uh i think she's a wonderful human being i love her so much. My brother wrote an essay back in, like, first, second, or third grade about saying how she was the best mom in the world. And then his essay won that contest, I think partially because my brother was actually a good writer. But I think a big portion is because my mom actually is the best mom in the world. (laughs) Well, thank you, son. Um, But no, um, I know you've had a very... And I think my mom's a really good person to have on the show because uh, she's someone who's had... A fairly difficult upbringing and i think that she has a lot of words of wisdom that she can say and your birthday is in november how old are you gonna be ma
1: well actually right now i'm 59 gonna be 60 on november 24th
0: 60 I'm
1: celebrating my 60th anniversary but nah, i feel I'm,
0: like 40 you feel like 40 and eh, if 49. you think of yourself as being 40 then that's how old <laughs> you're gonna be exactly. and that's good and i'm 23 so i I'm almost going to have to live three times my current lifespan to get to the point where you're at.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: And if anybody listens to this and you are 20 years old, my mom's pretty much triple your age. Which I'm saying that in a really optimistic way because she's had the opportunity to live that long. You know, and she's... She's only
1: 59.
0: I know, but you're about to be 60.
1: Yeah, but I'm not 90. Like
0: <laughs> I know, but what I'm trying to say, if someone's 20, you're basically three times their age. That's, that's and right. And I think that's something beautiful and awesome to have had the opportunity to, to live that long.
1: That's true. <laughs> if you look at that way yeah
0: um my you were someone who grew up um we're, we won't have to go into detail with regard to everything because oh, wow. i know it's a it's an emotional roller coaster but i know you grew up in tijuana and baja california and mexico mm-hmm. and you didn't have i mean this was you were born in, you were born in 1960 so evidently the context of the whole world was completely different i mean you didn't have technology like we do now um you guys didn't have cell phones you guys didn't have any of the stuff that we have nowadays um
1: yeah actually we didn't have anything uh we i remember when i was growing up i set up you know like uh, what what kids do right now you know nintendo and all the stuff (laughs) nintendo's an old one you know it's already an old one but uh we used to play outside and you know use uh piece of wood to play with and you know it was a really, it was really crazy. But at the same time, you know, when you grow up with nothing mm-hmm. and you can find anything to play and to be happy, so I I would say it was a it was a good and fun being outside. You know, having friends and playing outside. So it, it was fun. How
0: was uh? I mean, obviously now you can reflect on what it was like a kid back in the sixties, seventies, and now you're a full grown adult in two thousand twenty like i don't know what what's kind of like you've been around for that long like i mean what does it feel like to see that transition like when you look at technology nowadays like and then you think about how things were in the past is it is it kind of mind-blowing to see how advanced everything's gone in such a technically brief period of time
1: well for me i think the cell phones
0: the cell phones
1: yeah because uh, it's easy to get in touch with people that you actually want to talk to like you know, if I, I want to give you a call, cell phone is right there. You need to dial back on my time. And I remember we have a home phone. I don't think so. It's <laughs> nothing there. So it was really crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm from Mexico. So, uh, I mean, we don't have money at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we're, were like a big family. Eight, How many? eight girls, three brothers. And I was the one of the old, old ones. So... I was like, I feel like I was one of the mom too, because there are so many little sisters and brothers. And and like I say, when you come from a, a country like back, especially in on, on 1960, and I was maybe in on 1965, was by yourself And like I say, being a big family, you're, I mean, there are so many kids in the house and you hardly had any food. So you have to share, you know, so many stuff. You don't have a your own bed. You don't have your own room, and you don't have enough food. So it, it was really tough.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think um, having come from a background of that sort, where you know money was a struggle, you know having to share beds, having to be really probably you didn't have too much food, right? You guys had to like share with whatever little bit of food you had. Everything. Do you feel like having gone through that kind of gives you a sense of gratitude for how things are now?
1: Yeah, it's, of course. I mean, uh, right now, um, like I remember when you got growing up and being a single mom, I mean, for a long time since you guys were like six and seven, I, I always think like you guys have everything you need. And, uh, and I, when I was growing up, I don't have anything at all. And, um, so yeah, I'm really thankful, thankful, thankful right now that actually, you know, I have a house, I have a car, I have a cell phone and, um, and yeah, no, I've been working a lot uh, to have what I have and give you what you guys need. But yeah, totally, it's a different world.
0: Yeah, no, I would, I would agree. I mean, I wasn't around the '60s, but I mean, I could look at the textbooks and shit was different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was I, I was about to say? Um. Damn it, I'm really, I can't think of what I was about to say, but I'm just going to keep talking and then it'll probably hit me. Um, Do you think now, being like in this modern era, do you think that, do you think there's something in which maybe people forget about? Like, because the thing that I feel has helped me a lot recently. The guy, you know, Gary V. remember I told you about him? Mm -hmm. Like, he sheds a lot of perspective, which kind of helps me to really be a more appreciative of, like, what I have. So, like, for instance, he has one where he's like, you know, the chances of being born a human being is like a trillion to one, which Mm -hmm. is like a ridiculous statistic. Um You know, take into account like just the perspective, the context of the whole thing, like just us living in California, like that's a ridiculously like fortune that we had. Mm -hmm. You being born in Tijuana, which is basically right next to Southern California, like that's a big win. You could have been born in like the middle of Africa or I'm just using Africa, but really in the middle of any third world country and you wouldn't have had like the chances of you leaving that type of situation Is like extremely low. I mean, think about someone who's born in North Korea. Mm -hmm. That country is like a communist country. Like if you were born in that country, the likelihood of your life just not being that great is probably pretty low.
1: Yeah. And and it's not about, uh, you know, uh, you born in Mexico, Venezuela or, you know, Honduras, any of those places. I think you you can have a beautiful life wherever you live. You know if like uh like i say we are um I have my eight sisters and three brothers, and I know it's only me uh, and my three other sisters that actually we live in uh, the united States and i my other uh family they live in Mexico, they have a job, they have a house, they have a beautiful family and and they live they live okay i mean uh I know what I can say is when you come to uh, this country United States, you have more opportunities, you know I mean you you get you make more money because uh, on Mexico, if we let's say right here, you know if I you know it's take like a week to make a hundred dollars over there right now um I yeah, it can be yeah, those factories and and right here you can make maybe $100 a hundred dollars a maybe a day you know like if you work uh,
0: that's if you're working like close to minimum wage I exactly. mean people be making a hundred bucks every minute. Yeah, and that's I what. I mean, if you're like a real wealthy, wealthy person.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what would make a big difference. That's why maybe a lot of, um, you know, people from another country like to go ahead and cross the border and come to United States because it's more opportunity. And, uh, you know, and I'm talking about myself, you know, when we are here, we appreciate the, you know, that we are here and, uh, and we, we like to work hard and we really appreciate, uh, you know, um, the opportunity that we get. So, we like to work hard. We appreciate uh, everything that this country gives us. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a different world. And, and like I say, um, I mean, you can, you can have a beautiful life. If you're from Mexico, or any country. I mean, you, like I say, you just, we need to work hard, but it's harder over there than over here.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, I agree that I mean, realistically, you could be put in nearly any situation. And if you have the right attitude, and if mm-hmm. you're grateful for the whatever you have, then you can make nearly any situation into a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's just kind of funny with what I said, said earlier, like, but if you were born in like North Korea, or like a really weird situation, like, the likelihood of having a li- happy life could be a bit lower.
1: Yeah, because you don't have the freedom to... Yeah, because you know, if you don't have
0: freedom... To express
1: yourself or... Yeah, you know. if you
0: don't have freedom to express yourself, then that's denying, like, I think one of the biggest part of just being a human being is to, like, mm-hmm. just express yourself, you know? that I think that's what differentiates a human being from another animals because we have all these emotions, but then we also have a conscious mind to then kind of facilitate these emotions and it it could definitely be a really beautiful thing but under the under certain circumstances it could be a very it could be like hell maybe yeah <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with this but we're just kind of going with it um how do you i feel like you work you work a lot i mean my whole life you've worked like a lot what's like just just to give a little bit of like if like right now am i just imagine that you're like the boss right like Mm-hmm. you you have all these kids right let's say right here in the room we had a bunch of like young kids and and when i say young kids i mean it could be like high schoolers adolescents maybe even young adults if you were about to like school these kids on how to live a happy life or how to work hard and how to be disciplined what would you tell them right now
1: well i think you have to respect others and respect yourself mm. um and, and you have to have a discipline too
0: how do you create the discipline though?
1: Um, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, but
0: probably consistency, right? Yeah. I mean, you work five, six days a week. See, so your discipline be through your consistency.
1: Exactly. Hmm. But yeah, you know, like, well, you have your... Well, what age are we talking about right here? Uh,
0: let's just say like anyone under the age of 20.
1: Oh, that's what No, that's all right. Okay. Well, you know, when you're about 20 or so, I mean, you're already kind of... Uh, um they're not kids anymore okay yeah so they already have a better how can i put it to you they should be disciplined already you know <laughs> they to put to know what to do because they're gonna be 20
0: well i'm just saying under 20
1: yeah but i'm talking about you know like i don't know ten. and i'm not even eight.
0: saying like kids that are like i'm not saying like people who are i'm just kind of setting up the context so it's just like a funny thing like just go hard right now like just let it out like if you had some kid who didn't know what the hell he was doing like what the hell would you say like constantly was getting in trouble constantly was doing this like was struggling like what's your words of, words of wisdom
1: well i'm uh, not a hundred percent right now like uh, my mind is out i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> but i um if i i mean i would talk about you know i i mean if you want to be like what is that successful on your life you know you need to first of all um you need to know what do you want on life, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to work hard for that. Mm. So that's why you have to have a discipline, and you need to you need to work hard. But you need to know what do you want to do on life that, with that's your life.
0: Probably the most important thing, right? Yeah. What, like.
1: what do you want to? do? I mean, because you decide if you want to be happy or not, right? Um, so I'm kind of lost over here, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're doing maybe, good. I'm doing good. Okay um i'm so not you a wanna, teacher you want
0: to decide whether you want to be happy or not mm-hmm. And how do you think i mean it's obviously like how do you do go about that like i mean like being happy i could say i want to be happy but obviously being a human being we know it's not that simple like so are you saying that in order to when you say you get to choose whether you're happy or not do you mean like in the in the macro setting you mean like from the day to day you get to choose the the you get to choose what you do you get to choose whether you go and like
1: well uh, life is not gonna be easy okay even you are 10 15 20 40 50
0: life's never gonna be easy
1: it's not gonna be easy okay. so i mean you need to work uh, you need to work hard to if you want to buy a car you say well you know I need to go to school. I need to graduate from high school. And then sometimes you don't have the chance to go to college like myself. But, um, you didn't have the chance to go to college, but you know, some, sometimes you can. You don't, you don't have the money or you don't have the opportunity to go to college, but you have to, you know, I mean, if you say, you know, I want to go ahead and have a, let's say you want to go ahead and, um, you're a handyman, right? You can have your own business. You want to, I don't know, you, you can go ahead and, uh, do cement or, uh, you know, and then, and then I think I'm confused right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're doing good though. So if you want to be a handyman, you start your handyman business because that's what you want. So I think, I think just to keep running on the, the first thing you said is like, you have to know what you want in life. -hmm. And I think that's a huge principle that I talk about on this podcast because I know you're mentioning the word hard work, and I can totally relate to that. And I know what you're saying by that, but I've been kind of shying away from using that kind of term, that kind of phrase, because I find it through my kind of reflection on myself. And you know, in this past year, I've been reflecting a lot more on myself and just really learning about myself, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what started this whole project. But it's like, I think it's only, I mean, it's hard work in the sense that you you have to have some degree of structure and you have to be consistent with it and you're not always going to feel good. I love to work out, but not every time I go work out, I feel good. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel sleepy. Sometimes, you know, you just don't want to do it, but then you get started and it gets easier. Mm -hmm. And so the part that I'm trying to get at is that like, once you find out what you want, not what society wants, not what your parents want, not what you think you want, but like what you actually want and then once you start doing it and you create some degree of structure for it like i I think it kind of becomes easy Mm -hmm. wouldn't you say that like you work five days of the week for sometimes 60 hours but you can't tell me it feels all those 60 hours feels hard right when you're working with the with the clients at work sometimes the the day goes by fast because you're having fun right Mm -hmm. so how would you how would you say that like hard work but at the same time it could be fun right
1: yeah, I mean, you have to enjoy what you do, and even though sometimes not really fun. I mean, um, yeah, you have to take the best of that day and, uh, you stay know. Stay positive. Exactly. How is
0: it that you, because I know that you stay very positive at work. Like, I mean, I hear it from your coworkers. I just know the way you are. How is it that you stay positive even in the moments where you don't feel good, in the moments where you have clients where they're just being rude and they're being mean and they're angry and to give context people my mom works at a furniture store and she she works with clients all the time how is it that through all that negativity or tiredness how is it that you persevere through it and still stay positive
1: well when i when i'm helping customers everybody have a life right Mm -hmm. and like i said i don't know what is going through her life or his life um, it's a lot of times when i help and let's say, uh, a lady and she's mean with me and, uh, you know, I always try to give them a smile back instead of me getting upset. And when I think when you show that to people, it's like uh, somebody's mean to you and you talk back nice to them and then they start going like, you know, slowly, it's like calm and they say, you know what, because a couple of times I... I have, I remember this lady. She was really mean with me all the time, and I just smiling and and coming back. And I said, "Well, you know, I, I just here to help you. Please let me know what you need." And, I, and so I've been nice all the time that she was mean with me. Mm-hmm. And at the end, she came to me and she apologized and said, "You know, I'm so sorry, Anna. I'm going through a divorce. It's been really tough." And so she's playing. So I don't take anything personal because everybody, you don't know what is going on in her life or his life. I mean. So I just try to go ahead and be nice and don't take anything personal
0: hmm and That's, do you think I mean do you think because I think sometimes in this day and age it's kind of hard like not to take something personal sometimes because yeah. if you know even for myself like sometimes it's like people say something, especially let's say through social media you know now the internet has such a huge influence on society the way it functions. but how is it that you've kind of how did you get the resilience to not take things personal? Like, do you think it's because you're constantly nice and you know that you're just a nice person, so you don't have anything to feel guilty about, or like? Or, well, of course, I don't
1: know. of course, I'm a human being, right? So it is sometimes that I get upset, and but I when when especially when I go to work, I rep- I represent this company, right? Mm-hmm. And I um so and I need to stay calm, like, uh, on one of those, maybe a crazy day, but I, I don't know, like, for me, it's like, um, like, it's saying, you know, um, like I say, I don't know what's going on on people, and um, specifically, on one customer, I don't know what's going on in her life, so, I don't know, like I say, I, I'm, uh, with my experience, it's, I think it's, uh, uh, it journeys with people, they're going to be nice to you if you're mean they're going to be mean Mm -hmm. so just try to stay calm and i don't know that 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 worked for me and
0: that's kind of that kind of goes with the whole idea of like good Mm -hmm. karma and bad karma or Mm -hmm. that whole idea of karma has always been kind of weird for me but ever since during one of the episodes for the podcast i went you know i talked with strangers and stuff Mm -hmm. and i talked to one guy who who was a he he practiced the art of like buddhism And he was talking about how you put out good karma into the world and good karma will come back. And for me, without using the term karma, I'm not even sure what the exact definition of karma is. But for me, I just like to use the term like energy, right? You put out positive energy, then positive energy comes back. But I think the key part of it is like you don't expect anything to come back. Like when you're nice to the customer, you're not necessarily anticipating that they're gonna buy from you no like like you don't expect anything you're just being kind simply because that's just the nature that you like to be and then but guess what as a result you're the number one seller at your store 99% of the time you're one of the top sellers in the company um I mean you're just one of the most successful furniture sellers at your business for the last like 10 plus years and I don't think It's by coincidence that you happen to be really nice and you have an extreme high level of patience and that you're really kind. I don't think that's coincidence. I think there's a real correlation between your kind of attitude at work and in life to then getting those positive results.
1: Have you seen those like, uh, you know, when let's say you go, I don't know. You go anywhere and you find somebody and just somebody smile to you and and you not even know those people, right? you go outside, you go to a park and somebody say, "Hi, smile what you do? You smile back, right mm-hmm. so that maybe what you're saying the good energy the um, being nice, I think it's uh everybody it's like that we're gonna have a better world, you know like a have like I say, I mean we're human beings, and I know we get upset or we get sad, that's normal. But I mean, uh, if everybody we try to, because I know it's not easy, try to be happy and respect each other the way they are, you know, I think we're going to have a better world.
0: I agree. And I've had multiple people when I had Marlon on the podcast, you know, he was saying something similar like that. You know, I think all of us. As optimistic human beings, we'd hope for, like, the whole world to be kind and for the whole world to do this and that. And, you know, I think having an idea like this one is definitely, you know, talking about putting out positive energy. I would hope that this platform, when people listen to it, it is that positive energy. People who listen to our conversation and listen to our voices right now, hopefully that will inspire them to get through their day whenever, wherever they might be listening to this. I think there's a lot of value to that. Um I don't know, but then I'm also thinking about the whole idea of like yin and yang, how there needs to be the dark for the light to shine, mm-hmm. right? Cause, um, it's weird, but then that brings me to the idea that there's like a, a certain level of like destiny, right? If there's inevitably always going to be some bad and some good, mm-hmm. then maybe like the people, <laughs> I'm going on a, on a whim here or whatever, but maybe the people who are positive and who have that positivity inside of them, maybe it's like, Like, they need to, like, spread that positivity as much as they can because there's some people who don't have that kind of leverage. Mm -hmm. Like, we have the leverage of being inside this country, of having our own home, having the freedom that we're allowed in this country, United States. So, we need to really be that positive influence for them people who don't have as much, like, opportunity, maybe we could say. It's a very strange thing, but what do you think about the internet? Like, do you think the Internet is a really positive thing, negative, or what do you think? I mean, you're somebody who in 1960 when you were born, none of this existed. So what do you think? How do you feel about the Internet?
1: Well, I think it's great. I mean, even though I don't use it a lot and I not even know how to use it a lot. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to use a computer and not even have the, a lot of time to use my cell phone i mean put so many hours working and um, you know sometimes mm-hmm. coming from work i have maybe an hour and i just go and get into my facebook and i think my cell phone i just use it to check the, my family facebook uh use it to make phone call otherwise i not even go to internet but i think it's great you know how to use it mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about how to use it like uh you know it's like i mean like um do, like, good stuff on the computer, you know, like, not, like, use it for something bad, like, you know, I mean, you posting, and I think i going back to the same thing, you know, like, when you posting, like, good stuff, something to help you and help another people, it depends how do you use it, but of course, it's good, it's great, I think it will help uh, companies the. Uh, you know, help kids when they go to school. They can use the internet. It, I think it make everybody so easy. Mm. Life is make it so easy. Like I said, back on that time, I, we don't have anything, so it's great. I think it's great and.
0: So I think it goes back to the idea of opportunity. Like it, I think the internet gives nearly anybody who has. A computer or a phone it gives people an opportunity an opportunity that like you've mentioned like was inexistent back when you were a kid no no way. like now a kid's in mexico like pretty poor and all that and i'm not trying to make it like i'm sure there's certain circumstances where their life is so difficult where they wouldn't have this opportunity but assuming that you had a cell phone that's a giant opportunity you might be in mexico and not have that much money but then you 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 tell your mom like hey you know what like let's start making some tortillas like your tortillas are really good you know what i'm gonna make an instagram account and talk about how you started selling tortillas and then i'm gonna take some like pretty cool pictures and then upload them and then everybody comes to the house to buy tortillas
1: no and i and i noticed uh the other day when i was checking on my facebook and you know they're like these ladies from uh part of mexico is like so so far away and then they're like they make like authentic Mexican food and, and they have the, uh, you know, they, they have videos already and they, you know, which is, I think is great, uh, for those ladies and for those people, they're like part of Mexico. They're like so far away and they have the opportunity to, you know, to express and show what, what are capable to do. So, yeah. I but mean, what are then... they
0: doing? These people in Mexico, they're doing what?
1: Well, uh, like, especially, this is a lady, and I know, I, I told her a couple of times, and she's on Facebook, and uh, she's, like, making, like, real Mexican food, and, you know, like, maybe it's uh, simple dishes, but it's, uh, it, I think it's good, because she's, you know, she's promoting um, Mexican cuisine, and uh, and uh, I think it's good for her. I think it's going to help her to feel happy and show the world what she can, she's capable to do, and, and, you know, I think it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, and I guess like I mentioned the guy Gary V already, but he he has this big thing on this idea of uh, how the internet is a tool where you could expose yourself, mm-hmm. or really you could expose anything. And so I think like for ex- the the example that you're giving about this this lady who who makes things down in Mexico is like she's exposing this mm-hmm. like art form that she she has, and then. People all over the world can see this video and then possibly be inspired to to continue that kind of tradition or culture. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if, and I'm just kind of had this epiphany, but it's almost as if like the whole world is kind of becoming like in, in a sense, we could kind of be unifying more because we're constantly sharing our ideas. Mm-hmm. You can be in any continent in the world and put something on the Internet. And it's almost like we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. right it's like a it's a very interesting thing and like you said it it depends on how you use it right Mm -hmm. like it depends on how you use it i used to use when i use when i was using social media uh three or four years ago before i had the two or three years where i didn't use it Mm -hmm. it was completely different than the way i use it now now i use it i use it for the podcast i use it it's just in a much more different way. So, I definitely agree. It's it's definitely on the way that you use it.
1: Uh, yeah, we have to be responsible because there are so many people, little kids, and everybody that... I mean, just be careful what you show on on the I, media.
0: Yeah, and I guess the way I would put it is... Um, damn it. I knew what I was going to say. The way I would put it is like... Oh, like you just said, responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. The internet... And we're going to take it back to Spider-Man, Uncle Ben... He said to Spider-Man, I think it was in the first movie, he said, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Maybe not. Well, he says, with great power comes great responsibility. Right? Because he's telling, you know, Spider-Man has a lot of power. Mm -hmm. But then you take the reverse of that, with great responsibility comes great power. So it depends on the perspective you want to look at it. But basically, the internet is a tremendous amount of power. Mm -hmm. but that also means it's a tremendous amount of responsibility exactly so you need to learn how to be responsible using the internet and then it could be a lot of power a lot of potential but if you don't learn how to be responsible for it then it could kind of influence you in a very negative way and put you in a really bad path that's at least my opinion based off of my life experience etc etc Ma it's already getting late you had a long day at work yeah I worked Uh, so many hours Yeah, let's, um, let's move into the very last. (laughs) I started recording this so I could use it (laughs) for the podcast page. But anyways, I was, (laughs) she's still staring at me. I was, (laughs) Um, I'm not used to this. If you could, um, if you could send a message to the whole world, assuming that your voice would be translated into all the different languages that are existent in the whole planet, What would be your message for the world? Uh, Considering the context, we've got this whole pandemic going on, but just really, really like, I want you to speak as if you were like legit on this microphone, talking to the entire planet. What would be your message right now? Like coming from your heart?
1: Well, I will say don't worry so much.
0: (laughs) That's a good way to start.
1: (laughs) Don't worry so much, guys. I know everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. Um, best take care of yourself and the others and everything's going to be okay
0: and so what do you mean by take care of yourself
1: well love yourself and, and love the other human beings too so oh. um, I mean I know exactly what I'm saying but I mean I that's just, good that's I'm just...
0: actually semi surprised that you said love yourself mm-hmm. that was not scripted
1: no well yeah I mean you have like <laughs> you have to love yourself so you can love others
0: damn what the hell Where'd you learn this? From
1: you, son. No. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. Well, um, life
1: is beautiful. Don't worry so much. Just be happy.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, And I guess to continue this message, um, yeah, I'm rocking these glasses because the computer was super bright and it was just too much for the eyes. But, anyways, I mean, I agree with my mom 100%. Like, obviously the, the virus is killing people, this and that, like, obviously the, the context of the situation isn't, like, inherently good, for sure, it's not, but I do think that your mental, the way that you perceive things definitely has a huge influence on your immune system, and just on your health, so I think what my mom says, you know, no worries, akuma, akuma matata, I think it's, it's good to just kind of not really worry too much, like, You know what you should be doing or like what's been advocated, you know, to wear a mask if you go in public to, I mean, that's kind of really it. And then just don't go real big on the, on the, on the hangouts right now. Um, exercise. Like I think it's just like, don't deny yourself the things that you really want to do. Like I love to work out. So I go outside every single day to work out. I make sure to get that vitamin D. Fortunately, we, we got the sun out here in California. Um, in my opinion, just to like finish this, I just think that like being happy, like genuinely like being happy and being healthy for whatever that might mean for you. For me, it means to work out, to be outside, to come see my mom and to just, I have to go outside like every single day because otherwise I just mentally, I don't feel good. I think you need to just create some degree of structure or routine right now during the quarantine that just keeps you like sustainably like as happy as you can be and then I think that's the best thing you can do for yourself and really all the people around you because I think your mental state is possibly really underrated in this whole quarantine idea and I think that your immune system is going to be tremendously better when you are feeling good and you are in a good mental state so I don't know I'm not a I'm not a guy I'm not I'm not a doctor, and I actually haven't really talked too much about the coronavirus at all on this platform, but I just, I guess my mom kind of, oh, I don't know, somehow we ended up talking about it, so I just wanted to share my my opinion on the whole thing, but yeah, um, it's been a pleasure, Ma. Thank you so much for doing this. I'll show people a little bit more of what our setup looks like. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> we got an old school computer right here. It's on Windows 7. I pulled this up from upstairs because I forgot this adapter for my laptop. Um, got the mixer right here. I know the people who are listening to this on audio can't see, but just bear with me. Um, and yeah, it's pretty cool. So thank you, Ma. It's been such a pleasure to have you. I'm pretty sure everything you just said is going to resonate with well, with people really well. And, uh, how about you give people a little, like a little goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> just do some crazy like, like anime goodbye, <laughs> like.
1: Just I got, do... I'm too old for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I don't know why I'm envisioning like I'm envisioning like a. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to, thanks for tuning in to the Art of Human podcast. Um, just as I say in the extra... You know, love yourself, be your sexy self, just go out there, follow, <laughs> follow your dreams. <laughs> and when I say follow your dreams, I just mean, like, be in the pursuit of being happy. You
1: look know, at constantly. this, You <laughs> know What? <laughs> look at this. She's worried
0: about the way she looks. And then, i
1: look at my bata, my hair. You look, look good. This.
0: You look great. Um,
1: i supposed to go to sleep, guys. Know, look at this.
0: <laughs> but just, like, you know, just... When I say go after your dreams, like, I know people is like, maybe like going after your dreams isn't practical or whatever, but it's like, it's only, it's only not practical the day you decide. Like, if you want to be a music artist, like, it doesn't mean you have to be a music artist that performs in front of the whole world. Like, if you genuinely like to sing, like, all that matters is that you start practicing to sing and, like, you're gonna get better. Um, that's the only thing I advocate for. And the thing I always say on the Instagram page is like, prioritize the fun in the process. Um find your flow state. We've got flow state podcast episodes. I think there's a lot of good info with regard to that. Uh we've got the spiritual awareness podcast episode which I think is pretty cool and then the physical awareness and just a bunch of cool stuff. Anyways, peace love positivity guys. Um hope you're having a blast wherever whenever you are listening to this and uh but Hey, a poner combate con el la
1: esto aquí.
0: And that is a wrap for this episode of the Art of Human podcast. If you feel this episode was insightful or beneficial for you in any way, please make sure to share it with those you feel may also benefit. If you'd like to get sneak peek audio clips from the latest episode behind-the-scenes footage for the podcast, or insightful content from your host, Sapien, please follow at T-A-O-H Experience on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Lastly, go out there, be your sexy self, and spread that peace, love, and positivity. Sincerely, your host, Sapien. Until next time.